Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Okay, another podcast of Growing in Grace. Are you ready for this? We are going to be talking about some things today that a lot of people have never heard before, who have gone to church all of their lives, and it's taken us years to even begin to see some of this stuff. I don't know why. It's kind of sad, but the good news is, in this modern age of technology and so forth, we can talk about this stuff, just a couple of guys here just having a conversation, and then we can throw it out there for everybody to hear, and hopefully it will benefit some people, including you. So thanks for joining us here on Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler, my name, along with Joel Brzezinski. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. We, want, we do want to be a benefit to people. Uh, that's what's in our hearts. I mean, you and I, Cap, for... 20 years now, we have been talking about this stuff amongst ourselves, you and me. We have had lots and lots of conversations about that, and we would be content to keep on doing that amongst ourselves. But why keep it to ourselves uh, when we have what we believe is, is something that benefits other people? So that's why we're doing this. We had this opportunity come to us 10 years ago. The whole reason we've been doing it all these years is because it's good. The good news is good. We want to share it. Woe is us if we don't do it. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a legalistic sense, but man, our hearts just long to do this. And so we're thankful that people have uh, responded in uh, some very positive ways over the years to the message of God's goodness and grace that we share here. That you can, of course, find uh, all of our past podcasts on the website, growingandgrace.org. And if you missed last week's program, uh, be mindful that as you listen to us, afterward, you can go out and be our witnesses. <laughs> you can say, this is what they said. We, we heard them. Yes, That's we true. heard it firsthand. Yes. <laughs> All right. Joel, let's talk about the covenants. We've yes. got the old covenant, and we've got the new covenant. Pretty simple to remember. There will not be a test at the end of the show. <laughs> the old covenant was for the Jewish people, the nation of Israel. It was not for us as Gentiles, not at that time and not now. But religion and Christianity, in many ways, has worked on mixing these two covenants together, as if the New Testament, or I should say the New Covenant, was an amendment to the old, like an an add-on. In our country, we have something called the Constitution, and sometimes they they make amendments to that Constitution— uh, they get added in to the existing constitution. Well, it's it's not like that with the old covenant and the new. And so we want to try and talk about some things this week, and I'm not sure if this is going to overlap or not, Joel, uh, into future weeks. But we want to try and help bring some different perspectives that, that may help you understand why these two covenants cannot be combined together. Yeah, in today's church, it's common that we open up our Bible— and you know the pastor who's preaching or the person who's leading the Sunday school class or whatever, and they're just sharing what they've been taught, and in a sense, they're just witnessing to what they've been taught as, as what they're doing, but they open up their Bible and they think, everything I read in here is for me. It's the Bible. It's God's Word, and so it's all for me. And the unfortunate thing about that is that we fail in the church to see that there were two separate and distinct covenants. One 
pointed ahead to Christ, and the other one was fulfilled in Christ, and it made the other one obsolete. And so we'll talk about that today. You know, Cap, I think the uh, foundational verse uh, for this week would be found in in uh, Hebrews 8. And if you're going to talk about the covenants, you by default have to go to Hebrews, because there's a whole lot of good covenant talk in the book of Hebrews. It says in Hebrews 8, 7, if that first covenant had been faultless... Which defaultless. Right, what's that? Defaultless. Defaultless. <laughs> yeah, you, you said this was a default scripture. The so. default. The default. <laughs> <laughs> so default. Don't don't find fault in my default. The de- <laughs> if that cur- <laughs> that first covenant had been faultless, which there goes to show that there was a fault with the first covenant and the problem with it. Well, it says, if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second, because finding fault with them, finding fault with the people. That was the problem with that first covenant. It wasn't that the covenant itself was bad. It was actually good, just, and holy, according to Paul. But the problem was the people. They couldn't keep it. And so God said, behold, the days are coming when I'm going to make a new covenant. And so he did. And that was fulfilled, of course, as we just said, in Christ Jesus. It was a perfect covenant because, you know why? It didn't depend upon me and you or anybody else, but it was a covenant that God made with himself. So it was a perfect covenant, and we happen to be the beneficiaries of that. Yeah, I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So he's, he's referring to the, the Jewish nation here under that old covenant. And it goes on to say this, It will not be like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. The important things to bring out here. Uh, he's referring to the nation of Israel here. Now, we as Gentiles would be brought into the house, the house of the Lord in the new covenant, but it starts out with Israel. The the whole thing revolved around Israel at first. I mean, this is why God chose these people for this mission. And uh, you you mentioned how they could not keep that law, that covenant, uh, the first one. Uh, And they were never meant to. God never meant for them to be able to keep the covenant. It was made to be impossible for them so that they would be drawn to Christ, the Savior. So here we go again. I'm trying to separate the old from the new. Don't mix them up. Don't try to blend them together, because God said here, when this new covenant comes along, it will not be like the covenant that I made with them before. So how is it that we would want to mix them up in that way, Joel? It, it just it, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Of course it doesn't. With that in mind, though, he said, I'll make this new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Have you ever wondered, out of the 12 tribes mentioned that we know of in Israel, the 12 tribes, Judah is pointed out here. Mm. Have you ever wondered why why that was brought out? Mm, that's and it's so key <laughs> to all of this because uh, reading a little bit previously what the writer of Hebrews had said and, and see the people who were reading this, the Hebrews who were the ones that the book of Hebrews was addressed to, they would have understood this, they would have understood who Judah was and Israel and all these things. For the sake of time here, we'll just back up here to Hebrews 7.14, where it says, For it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood. And so if you think about that right there, the priesthood of the Old Covenant came from Aaron. 
there was nothing in the law of Moses that said that the priesthood could be from Judah. And yet, Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's his earthly descendancy. And so backing up just a little bit further then in verse 12 of Hebrews 7, for the priesthood being changed of necessity, there is also a change of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe. Again, that's Judah, from which no man has officiated at the altar. So according to the law, let's just summarize this, at least where we've gotten to here. According to the law, Jesus could not be the high priest because he didn't come from Aaron. He came from Judah. And so the priesthood being changed of necessity, there is also a change of the law. So that old law, that old covenant law, had to be made obsolete in order for Jesus to be the high priest. And so it was. That's what had happened. Like you said, Cap, like you emphasized there, this new covenant was not like the old covenant in so many ways. <laughs> and so if, if, if we want to mix them, then we've got to bring back the old covenant priests and Levites. we got to bring them back and mix them together with Jesus as our priest if we're going to mix things together. But we're not going to do that because that old priesthood was insufficient. God found fault with them, but in Christ he found no fault. This is huge because you're right. If even portions of this old covenant law are still in effect and apply to us today, then Jesus is not a legitimate high priest because under that law, you could not be a priest from that tribe. 7.18 in the book of Hebrews. For on the one hand, there is a setting aside of a former commandment because of its weakness and uselessness. For the law made nothing perfect. Whereas in Christ, we know the new covenant did make things perfect. Those old animal sacrifices, that old covenant, trying to follow the rules, those things could not bring perfection. So that old covenant was weak and useless. So why would we want to mix that with a covenant of perfection? Joel, if I came, uh, if after the podcast here tonight, I decided I'm going to come on over and we're going to cook some supper and I'm going to bring the food over Ooh, and we're going to eat together. If I'm bringing over some dog food to eat, mm -hmm. let's get some Gaines burgers, <laughs> right? Because let's face it, Jesus told a Gentile woman, of which you and I are from the Gentile race, right? We're not Jewish. He told a Gentile woman, it's, it's not right that I neglect Israel and feed you the dogs. He referred to the Gentile woman as a dog. Mm -hmm. Of course, her response was, well, even dogs get crumbs from the table. So I'm bringing over some Gaines burgers because we've been eating dog food all of our lives as Gentiles. And you, when I get over there, you say, well, wait a minute. I've got something new and better, which is also describing the new covenant. I've got something new and better. I bought some, some ground around here. It's 93% lean. Why don't we eat this? Wouldn't it be silly for me to say, well, why don't I brought these over. Why, why don't we mix the Gaines burgers in with it? Wouldn't make any sense because you've got something better than what I have, which is a new covenant. And, and so we can throw out the old. We can throw it out. It's been replaced with something that's better, and, and it's been established upon better promises. That's right. Yeah, that whole, <laughs> that's a good example. I mean, that's something that people can remember. <laughs> Don't mix that old dog food <laughs> with, <laughs> with some good, pure uh pure beef. But, you know, it's like that word better. It appears several times there in the book of Hebrews. On the other hand, there is the bringing of a better hope. 
Jesus has become surety of a better covenant, which is established on better promises. Hebrews 9 talks about better sacrifices, talking about Jesus' sacrifice versus the sacrifices of the old covenant. Better and enduring possession is what we have, and so on and so forth. All of this stuff is better, and you don't mix what's better with what wasn't very good in the first place, with what was unprofitable and weak. And so the point that we really want to make this week, don't mix these two things together. The first one was there for a reason. You know, the dog food was there to feed the dogs. But then that had to be done away with because something changed and something became so much better. Now, you know, feast on the good meat of the new covenant, not on the, you know, on the old stuff that was never going to make us healthy. It never did anything. It only showed us our faults. Well, hey, uh, next week... A big, huge milestone for the Growing and Grace podcast. Now, we've had some big milestones in the past. I remember celebrating 100 podcasts. Uh, We made a big deal when we reached 200, 300, 400. And now uh, we're not quite to 500 podcasts, but we have reached the 10-year mark. So next week on Growing and Grace, we're going to celebrate 10 years of Growing and Grace. And we're going to do that with sound bites and uh, we're going to read some greetings that listeners like you have sent in so we're looking forward to others hearing from you as we celebrate 10 years next week on growing in grace this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brzezicki heard online through various internet sources around the world each week to access hundreds of past programs visit graceroots.org share it with a friend and listen again next week for more growing in grace